Clinician Insider is a bi-monthly series centering conversations within the clinical community that promote personal and professional growth. Dr. Ziad Ali and Jay Jiri discuss the importance of maintaining a healthy lifestyle as part of a clinical practice. So what are you doing to stay healthy nowadays, man? You know, I, I kind of had a wake-up call a couple years ago. Um, I realized that um, I, I used to take better care of myself, honestly, when I was in training than when, after I became an attending. I don't know if you noticed that when you were an early attending. Yeah, so, you know, I hate to say this, but I realized I'm not 25 anymore. Yeah. So when I was younger, I did some very heavy-duty, high-intensity interval training. Yeah. And I tried to do the same things, but when you got two kids... And long hours, it's, it's a lot harder. So, you know, to be honest, I changed the way I do things. You're up, man. So now I do a lot less high-intensity work. I just spend a little bit more time. So, for example, one of the big changes that I made last year was I moved the treadmill to face the TV. Before it was facing the outside, it was like this beautiful view, but that's how it stayed. It was just a view. And then what I did is I told my wife, listen, if, you know, after the kids go to sleep, but we spend a little time together, I'll say, you know, if we can watch TV, you can hang out and watch TV and I'm going to use a treadmill. And I don't go crazy. I do like, you know, four miles an hour, 7% incline. And you watch an hour of TV, you burn 500 calories, you break a sweat. And it's just a simple way to stay heart healthy. The other thing is because it's not so intense, you don't mind doing it every night. So that for me has been a huge deal. Yeah, for me, you know, I've, I've taken a, a slightly different approach, but it's all, uh, it's because what I was mentioning to you, you know, I realized that my first probably four years of being an attending, I was uh, unlike in fellowship where the job turns off at a point. You got to find responsibilities. And of course, we all do some work on the side. Uh, when you're an attending, it seemed like I could, go in a never-ending fashion into all these different opportunities we have, clinically, research-wise, et cetera. So next thing you know, I'm just living in the hospital all the time, 24-7, and I was giving up some of those, uh, some of the working out I used to do, and I also wasn't eating as healthy as I used to. So the wake-up call for me was when I had a kid, uh, which was about a year and a half ago, and I kind of came to my sense and I said, how do I clean this all up? And um, I started uh, slowly, and I started first with the diet stuff. I don't know what, what, how you think about that. Yeah, so for diet, one of the big changes that I've taken on and I, I actually really enjoy is I started doing some intermittent fasting. Yeah. And uh, the way I started was on cath lab days, yeah. right? You're super busy. You're in between patients. You're in between you know, uh, seeing family members. The day goes so by, by so quickly. And I remember thinking to myself, that's the day I eat the most junk. Yep. There's chips here. You go around in the control There's room. There's always sugar, too. There's sugar somewhere. Always. There's donuts. Somebody's bringing something in. There's baked cookies. I'm like, you know what? On cath lab days, I'm done. So what I do is I have some breakfast in the morning, and then I don't eat for a dedicated number of hours per day. And usually what I try to do is leave myself six hours and so, I, but I make that six hours flexible. So if I'm in, you know, if I'm absolutely starving in the middle of my cath lab day and I decide to eat something at one, I gotta stop by seven. And I found that A, tremendously uh, useful. I lost a little weight, but it also teaches you a lot of discipline, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, I actually did some of the same things you mentioned uh, when it comes to intermittent fasting on cath lab days. A little bit of a shifted deal where I would say if I'm in the cath lab, I, I'm hitting the ground running, you know, I'm there by 7 a.m. either way, so I'll just skip breakfast. And then my first meal isn't until around 1 p.m., somehow fit into between cases anyway. But simultaneously, what I found sometimes with folks who intermittent fast is that you can really kind of, in that eating window, you can really kind of throw a bunch of junk into the eating window yeah. naturally because you've got cravings. Yeah. Uh, so simultaneously, uh, there's a lot of controversy about nutritional epidemiology out there, as we both yeah, know. Sure, sure. So who knows what's true or what's not. But the thing that it seems like everybody agrees on is cut down on your sugars, cut down on your processed carbs, and uh, eat as much real food, whole food as possible. So I just, I kind of follow those three principles with a little bit of what you said, and I noticed like very significant differences in terms of both how I felt, how I looked, how, how much I weighed, all those things kind of came And a to big play. change for, for me was getting a partner. I got my yeah. wife in on it. Yeah, I said, look, you know, we need to do this together. You know, we can't be having, uh, you know, pasta every night or pasta whatever I'm like let's do this together so what we did is we actually found these heart healthy salads that you can actually warm up yeah. so you you know it's not always cold every night yeah. and then we add a little bit of protein to it here and there and you know spice it up a little bit so that it's a little bit more you know can be cultural or ethnic and we've been pretty good at it you know I think these small changes can make just a big difference so like you said if you make a positive impact on your diet make a positive impact on your exercise, that's the combination that leads to a heart-healthy lifestyle. Absolutely, and I, I noticed that, you know, one key thing is that, at least for me, is it's very intimidating when you read things, like I have to do all these things at once. So I, I think once you get started, you don't have to feel like it's so intimidating that you have to both intermittent fast and change your whole diet, give up everything. Just try adding one thing at a time, and then sometimes that'll be also a way that it won't seem like you're trying to conquer a mountain here, yeah. is what I notice. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way, because I think the lesson for me in many of these things was that there is success in moderation. When you get too polarized on either side, say, you know what, I'm not having any carbs for, you know, 10 weeks. The second day, I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. Or you're like, you know what, I'm going to run nine miles a day for the next three weeks and lose 10 pounds. You can't do it. But the moderate long game, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, I, I think that's the way to go. How do you deal with uh, cath lab doc in the lab all the time? Like you said, we're getting older, metabolism slowing, very busy, kids, family, whole nine yards. What about the orthopedic stuff? Because that's the other thing yeah. that really hits us hard from a lifestyle standpoint. How do you avoid um, the orthopedic injuries of being standing up in lead, plus running around? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, that's I'll it's tell tough. you, Jay, yeah. I was, uh, the other day I was like, man, are those varicose veins? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it hits you. And before you know it, you have these things that you haven't recognized before. I could be better. But, you know, a few small adjustments that I've uh, made and have been pretty good about is, one, I've got uh, pressure socks, right? So, like, I actually pull these up to my knees. You, I bought them on Amazon. They give you, like, you know, 6 to 8 PSI, so you actually got some pressure. They were a little uncomfortable at the beginning, but I think they're helping. And at the end of the day, my legs feel a lot better. And then uh, I, I think something simple like that and then honestly take your lead off as soon as the case is done. Right. I mean, don't walk around the lab to go see family. It takes two seconds, put it up, hang it up, 
and I think it'll do a lot of uh, good for your back. I mean, you've seen how some of the senior guys are kind of hunched over, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, one of the things I notice is folks' bodies change over time, sometimes positively, sometimes getting slimmer and more cut up, sometimes the other way. But the key is one thing I notice is you always have to have the lead that's completely fitting you at your time, uh, where you are at that moment. Uh, so you got to push on your administrators to buy you that lead that really fits because and you're going to It can't be too heavy. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be light and it's got to be tight. Yeah, we yeah. made a yeah. negative move that we brought in a new vendor for, for uh, you know, protective gear and it sure. was really heavy. Yeah. And I actually made the bold move and I went to my administrator and said, oh. I'm not wearing this. Yeah, yeah. You good. know, I need something that's comfortable because I'm going to spend a lot of time in it. And while we're investing in patient, you know, health care, we've got to look at our own health care. And I know you're running around a lot during your cath lab days, and you know after you do the case, you've got to talk to families, dictate the case, you know call referrings. Uh, depending though on what the turnaround time is in your lab, and depending how much uh, work you've got to do on the floors, uh, sometimes there still are you know 15, 20 minutes left over that you find yourself just killing time surfing the internet. I found that using that 15 minutes to do a little stretching, a little yoga. Um, you know, a set of 20 push-ups. You can build that in. If you're in the lab three days a week, that is a way that you can kind of get in a position where you're kind of furthering that orthopedic stuff and uh, prevention of injuries is something that I've built in to That's kind of standard, advice, standard uh, in my cath lab days. I'm going to take you up on that tip because, you know, sometimes you do get that few minutes and, yeah. you know, maybe a little stretching that time. I could certainly be better and yeah. you can pretty much do push-ups anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Catch new episodes of Clinician Insider on the 15th and 30th of every month. Follow us on Twitter to join the conversation at Clinician Inside, and send us your topic suggestions at clinicianinsider at crf.org. Thanks for listening.